Hey everybody, it's Tara. Stick around to the end of the episode to hear some more top 2023 picks from our friends of the record store. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Hi, Natalie. Hey, Tara. Welcome to 2024. Happy New Year. I'm here and I am ready for 2024. Do you have any resolutions? Are you into that noise or no? You know, I had a full list of goals from 2023 and I haven't even really looked to reflect on them. I don't think it's too late for me to set some goals for 2024. It's never too late. still January and all, but I don't have any really defined yet, I guess. You're just living by the seat of your pants. I like that. Do you? Um... I'm just like you. I think it's just a continuation of 2023. <laughs> yeah. You know, for honestly, though, for me, I have to reset on a weekly basis. I can't deal with annual resolutions. We have to make new goals every Monday. Just let's just yes. start over. Let's just clean the slate and start over, you know? Yeah, I like that. Planning for like 365 days just seems a little, it's a little intense, but I try to achieve smaller, attainable, tangible goals in seven-day windows. That's That works for me. But one of yeah. those goals, I will say, I will say this, I'm looking at this adorable sweater you're wearing, and I'm a crafty gal. I like my knitting, I like my crocheting and all that jazz. And I do want to knit more this year because it makes me happy. Yeah. And you're inspiring me right now with your fit. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, little yes, strawberry. Strawberry extraordinaires from the 80s, maybe 70s, who knows? Very, uh... It's very cheesy, cute. fun '80s sweater vibes. It's a Cosby sweater. Oh, it's super <laughs> cute. I actually have a pattern that has like, like synth wave, like a synth wave pattern. You know, with like that low sun and Ooh. the car. You know, with the buildings on either side. Yeah, I'm gonna knit that. Yes, I think you'll love that. Oh, can you make one in my size also? Please? <laughs> It'll take me two years two. to finish. We'll have two. Yeah, twins. <laughs> okay, well, I'll settle for like a hat. Okay, that I can do that. your sweater. Okay, okay that's, a, that's definitely a deal. Nice. I do have one goal, actually. What's that? I got a saxophone for Christmas. <gasps> you got it. So I will be learning Careless Whisper. Sexy. That's like the main goal. I have already learned the C major scale and another fun jazzy song called Swingin' Easy, but I'm working my way towards Careless Whisper, so... So are you Goal. are you self-taught? Yeah. Or do you have a teacher? What's your strategy to learn? Self-taught for sure. So. I can't wait. I'm excited for Careless Whisper. Once I get some of the basic stuff under my belt for saxophone, I may look into getting some sort of lessons for jazz style sax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello. Welcome to our store. I'm Tara. I'm Natalie. Let us know if you need anything. We'll be discussing our 2023 faves over here because it is time, Natalie, it is time. to discuss our top albums of 2023. Yes. How do you feel about 2023 overall? You know, I told you I made this spreadsheet. I was going to stay on top of listening to new music, but did I? No, that was way too ambitious. There's just too much music to listen to. It's so hard. And this is not my full-time job to be reviewing music, listening to music. And although I love it, I also like to listen to my old favorites. So I feel like I, even though I tried really hard to stay on top of everything, I still have not heard 
some I know have made the top 2023 lists this year. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I'm about the same. I think I also prioritized oldies but goodies and, you know, faves, playlists from the past and thing like that. So I was like really distracted for most of 2023 until like later in the summer into the fall, things started coming on my radar and I was like, wow, there, there's a ton of good stuff coming out this year. And I, I too am still behind. There's still so many records I haven't had a chance to just sit down and dig into. There's some good stuff that yeah. came out last year that just completely went over my head. It's ridiculous. I got to do better this year. Yeah, I'm going to, same. I'm going to try to do better. I say this every year. And even when I think I do a really good job of it, I still miss some. So yeah, I think one year, what was it? 2020, 2021, I think, where we had a lot of jazz on our lists, both yeah. of us. Yeah. But last year was a little bit more of a blend, I think. And then this year for me, feels like I'm going towards music that isn't, obviously it's not old, but leans more towards the things that I love from the, my youth, like those like 90s alternative mm. type things. So yeah, that was a pattern I noticed. Oh, well, I'm eager to Anything hear. for you? No pattern, just chaos. Uh, chaos, that is my theme for 2024. Um, okay. <laughs> I actually, I mean, I, I've I've heard lots of stuff that I really, really enjoy from last year, and I'm still working through my list. It's all over the place, and I just I couldn't find a group of five that represented how vast all of the different styles were, like from the albums yeah. that I enjoyed most. So I just kept like trying to reorganize them, and I just couldn't do it. So I picked five that I just I returned to the most. I think that that was my that's how I made my final decision. But this this does not at all begin to scratch the surface of all the fun stuff that. I found from last year, but I am, I yeah. do feel good about these. These are solid albums and I think you might be, be into them too. So curious oh, cool. to hear what you say. Same. That's kind of how I, I played it this, this year as well. Uh, these are all ones that I kept coming back to. Yeah. Despite the many amazing albums that made it to release day in 2023. Mm -hmm. But yeah, shall we get into it? Let's take turns. Yeah. Let's take turns. Interleave. Okay. I'm our ideas. I'll go first. Okay. What's number five? So my number five is Sun Tub by M.L. Book. Boosters and letters widen my head. Have you heard of this? I have not. This is the second studio album from ML Book, and she's a Danish musician. And um, this album was released in October of 2023. She self-produced it, played all the instruments on the album, aside for some drum parts. And it was also recorded over a span of five years. I've been calling her the Lady Blake Mills, which um, I think is very fitting. Also, Blake Mills made it to my top 10, but not my top five. But it's very quiet, reflective, kind of like a something you'd want to hear inside when the sun is flowing through your windows and you can see the little dust particles. Heavy in feel, but not in volume or noise. You know what I mean? Mm. Kind of a dusty, echoey, quiet, dreamy vibe. Mm. 
there are some bright synth moments amongst those echoey, lonely sounding guitar moments as well. But overall, kind of just a really chill, beautiful album. And it was a pleasant surprise in my 2023 music discovery. How did you discover her? That's a good question. I don't remember, <laughs> but uh, but I really love it. You're just happy you did. Very good. Yeah. I like the sound. It, it feels like kind of 80s, that sort of like chorus effect on the voice yeah, and the guitar. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of reverb, lots of chorus. It's nice. Okay, you're next. Okay. Another easily mispronounceable name, but I'm going to do my best here. I chose Bewitched by... And that's the best I can do, folks. But we can stick with the more American version, Leve, from here on out. This is the lovely, jazzy, Icelandic songstress, Jazz Adjacent, we'll say. Um, And although this is the first full album from her that I've heard, this is her second studio album. I followed her for a long time on YouTube. She's done some really amazing covers. I've always just adored her voice. And I'm so happy that she's finally blowing up and getting the massive attention that she deserves. Have you seen Leve before? Leve? I have not. Oh, you're going to fall in love with her voice. Here's a bit of the first single from her album. It's called From the Start. I sound like a loom, but don't you feel it to confess I loved you from the start. Oh, well, that's just charming. Yeah, very, very charming. So she describes this album as a love album, whether it be love towards a friend or lover or life. She's been nominated for a Grammy under the Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album. And yeah, her voice, absolutely gorgeous, deep and warm, charming with that full throwback vibrato. Every song in this album is just like a lullaby. But what gets me even more are like the harmonies, her voice stacked in the background. It's just this soft, cozy blanket. It's so beautiful. I wanted to play a bit of another track as an example. This is one of my faves. It's called Second Best. But I said hold for less, oh, you were my everything. I was your second best. And I have to mention her impressive skill as an instrumentalist. She plays piano, guitar, and cello. All throughout the album, I particularly love her on the cello. I just think it's such a lovely compliment to her voice. Um, And the other thing that gets me on this album too, she does these little hummed ad-libs. They're very subtle, but man, they they just grab you. It kind of reminds me of Whitney Houston, who was the master at those barely there purring runs, you know, where she just kind of floats across the notes. You know what I mean? Yes. I feel like, yeah, I feel like she's channeling a bit of that and I'm like... Okay, girl, I see you, Leve. And she's she's really soulful, you know. Um, but yeah, so many good songs on the album. Another one that tugs at my heartstrings is the song Letter to My 13-Year-Old Self. I won't play that one now because I will cry in the store. And nobody wants to see that. But um, it's a beautiful record. You should really listen to it. And check out her covers on YouTube, too. Cool. All right, let's hear your number four. All right, my number four is Bar Italia. Tracy Denham. This is um, a British band. This is their third full-length album, and it was released in May. It's 
alternative rock and it really, it scratches an itch I feel like I've been missing from a lot of alternative or even indie rock these days. I've been wanting a rock album that I can just put on repeat and listen to it all the way through and just get really familiar with it. Like, you know, my favorites like the Lemonheads or Pavement or anything like that. And I feel like Bar Italia really does that with this record. They are kind of mopey, but cool. They're grungy, but refined. Fuzzy guitars to me are just the absolute best. Have you heard them yet? I have not. I can hear why you would be into this. This, this sounds like right yeah. up your alley. Right? It does. Yeah, they are, you can tell, very heavily influenced by some of those alternative legendary bands like The Cure and Slow Dive and Pavement. Mm-hmm. And the song Clark is kind of uh, shows the guitar-bass interplay of New Order's Low Life. And then the vocals and acoustic guitars on Changer are kind of like Wish era cure, maybe. I don't mm. know. No, I, I like this. I love their influences. And yeah, this record is definitely very me. And I'm glad to see something or hear something like this in 2023. I like the sound of Clark. Yeah, I'll have to sit down and hear the whole thing. Okay, my number four is Talib Kweli and Madlib Liberation 2. So this is the much-anticipated sequel to their collaborative album, Liberation, from 2007. So they've really taken their time with this one, right? And they've done so intentionally to really demonstrate the fruits of a well-thought-out, unrushed creative process. A lot of incredible features on this album, including Roy Ayers, Guapale, where the hell has she been? I loved Guapale back in the day. Uh, Q-Tip, Michelle and Degiocello, and Mac Miller, to name a few. Quali's son and daughter also make appearances on the album, which I think is just the cutest thing. Uh, my favorite track on the album is called Nat Turner. And it features Casper Nyovest and Shihun Kuti. I really hope I said that somewhat correctly. Son of the great Thela Kuti. And all three MCs go really hard on this track. And this just might be one of my favorite beats from Mad Lib of all time. And I really love the message and the rhymes in this this particular song too. It's really channeling that evergreen anger of Nat Turner. Uh, of course, the revolutionary who led the deadliest slave uprising in American history. So the song is very much about the continued racism in America. But what's cool is that you have these two super dope African artists come in and rhyme just showing off their African pride and explaining that this tired, overused, racist thing of like, go back to Africa, you know, is really not the insult that they think it is. And Africa is actually a really beautiful and wonderful place. And I just, I think it's cool to like juxtapose those two perspectives in this song. Um, here's another track I wanted to share that's one of my favorites. It features Talib Kweli's daughter, Diani, called Air Quotes. Time is money, so we take it in blood. I did my dirt and got it straight from the mud. Stop going to clubs because these cats be so fake with the love. Air quotes, now nah, I ain't making this up. They fake as fuck, are you? 
So, Diani, she's got bars too, man. I checked out some of her other music. It's definitely in the blood. They've been doing like the late night circuit. The performances are really, really cool. And I guess the last thing I'll say on rockthebells.com, Quali uh, says about this album that it was written, recorded, and mixed over 10 years. It's expansive in concept, but tight in its substance and approach. People today are taking stock of what is most important, family, health, wellness, and love. And to that, I say mission accomplished, sir. Great album and well worth the wait. Nice. Michelle and Degadicello also had an album this year, or in 2023, I should say. Yeah. It wasn't as good as the the one with the the big pink triangle on it, um, the covers one. I forget what it's called, mm. but of course, it's always lovely to hear. She's constantly like collaborating and popping up on other people's records and stuff too. Yeah. And she keeps busy. So definitely, every time I yeah. see a feature from her, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is going to be quality. Totally, yeah. All right, number three, what you got? All right, number three, I have Caroline Polachek, the album. Desire, I want to turn into you. Bonnie is a rider, satellite can find her. No sympathy, ain't nothing for free. Good pick. This is her sophomore album, definitely not a sophomore slump, and it was released on Valentine's Day in 2023. My favorite, of course, of course, from this album is Bunny as a Rider. I really enjoyed like her late night run. To promote this album, she was doing some really creative, interesting, kind of like experimental things on the stage, you know, with her songs that I thought was really, really neat. Yeah, she's really interesting. I will say, just going back to Bunny as a Rider, though, I think that's a perfect pop song. I love it. And I also love, love, love our local DJ and producer friend, Nikki Nair. He does a remix of Bunny as a Rider, and it's awesome. Definitely check it out. But this is one of my most repeated listens of the year, honestly. And I even have played it out in my DJ sets. Yeah, I I think she does a lot of really interesting things. I feel like this album for me, this is so funny, but it's kind of like Dido meets Bjork. You know what I mean? Mm. Remember Dido from I the do. 90s? Late 90s, early 2000s. I do remember Dido, and she pops up on this album too. Wait, Dido is on this album? Yeah, isn't she? It's isn't she featured with Grimes on a track? Shut the front door! I just thought this was some <laughs> random connection I made with her voice. Oh my God, you're right. The song "Fly to You." Why did I, oh, you know what? That must have been one of those things where like I saw her name and then in my head just was like, this feels like a Dido something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like just didn't realize that I had already seen Dido's name in the track listing or on the credits. Um, that's so funny. But I do think if you, if she weren't on the record at all, Caroline Polachek is like a nice blend of Dido meets Bjork because Dido... For me, when I when I heard of Dido many, many years ago, I thought that she was very, like, kind of adult alternative almost, but also pop in a sense. And also kind of cool alternative, too, on some level. And so I think Caroline Polachek is that, but also very experimental and kind of out there, like Bjork. Ethereal, but pop. Mature, but fresh. You know what I mean? You know what she reminds me of, actually? What? Who? 
and I'm not as familiar with the music, but just, you know, the songs that I've heard and like seeing her performances, it reminds me of, you know, back when I was way into Fru Fru and Imogen yeah. Heap. Yeah. Yep. Kind of that, that crossover to totally. her solo era. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and of course, all that to say is she is definitely her own person. But if you were to say recommended, if you like, you know, one of right. those things, I would say Dido, Fru Fru, Bjork, Grimes, maybe even just a little bit, but not like new Grimes, more old Grimes. But yeah, this was a great album. I listened to it a lot. I think she yeah. nailed it. Agreed. Can't wait to see more from her. All right. My number three pick is Chronicles of a Diamond by Black Pumas. So this is their second album. And I think they were definitely feeling the pressure uh, after the huge response they got from their 2019 debut. But they definitely beat that sophomore slump here too. So this is just a solid, feel-good, starry-eyed soul record. And I think this time around, the duo had much more of a balanced collaboration for this album creatively. Because the first time around, the singer Eric Burton, he was busking. And when Adrian Quesada had approached him for the project, most of the creative part of the process was already finished, you know? So this time around, Burton really takes on most of the writing with Quesada on production. It's just a good a good marriage there. And the Electric Church, man, it's back in full swing. Uh, here's a bit of their song, Sauvignon. Yeah, that song is so funky. I can't hardly stand it. It's giving a little Curtis Mayfield, Freddie's mm. Dead kind of energy. Just yes. definitely a head bopper. They've got just so many good, fun, like just dancing, groovy tracks on here. Like Jim and I's Son is another one I really, really like. Eric Burton's voice is just so juicy. And you've got this great arrangement with the choir in the background. It's just chef's kiss. It kind of feels like a Wu-Tang beat, which is probably why I like it too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... I think if there's another one we should check out, it should be the single, which I think was the perfect choice from this album to, you know, release and preview the whole record. It's called Mrs. Postman. Here's a bit. To be modest, an operation, effervescence makes my heart sing. Mrs. Postman. Again, just very funky, very catchy sing along, dance. It's great. Let me stop because I'll just keep naming every track on the album as <laughs> one of my favorites. And like, you get the gist. Just go listen to it. You nailed it with the uh, Curtis Mayfield reference there for sure. Done it? I can, I can 100% hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I've never heard of them before. I don't think. Yeah. They blew up when they hit the scene. They like played for Biden's inauguration. Like people were just going crazy over them. That's their second studio album you said? This is their second album. Yeah. Cool. All right. Ooh, wow. Number two. This is my number two. And it is not a new one to the store. We have definitely talked about this album in our new to us chats. This is Bonnie Doon with the album Let There Be Music. Let there be music. Let there be love. Let there be love. Was released in June. Bonnie Dunes, an indie band from Detroit. They're actually the backing band for Waxahachie. And I'm not too, not a huge fan of Waxahachie, and they're not terrible, but I'm just, you know, not for me. But this is their third studio album. And I 
love Bonnie Doon, or at least I really love this album, Let There Be Music. I have been or have described them as Evan Dando meets like Camper Van Beethoven or something like that. Maybe even a little pavement with some of this like lo-fi indie alternative vibes. Again, you know, so far, see, there are some things you may have noticed, some trends, the lo-fi guitar, the noise. We have ML Buck, we have Bar Italia, now we have Bonnie Dune. And this record, again, also that beautiful baritone voice from Bobby Colombo of Bonnie Dune is very Evan Dando-ish to me, or um, Stephen Malcolmus from Pavement. I just think he has a great voice. But this album, some favorites, the song Naturally. Let's hear a little bit of that. Another favorite of mine, in and this one is probably the one that leans a little bit more pavement, is the song Roxanne. Yeah, it's sunny, it's beautiful, it hits a, a little note of nostalgia for me. It's just a feel-good record. So that's my number two. I'm curious because I know that you frequently hit up live shows and whatnot. All the yeah. names you've shared so far, have you seen any of them live? I have not. Not of the ones that's shared rare. so far. No. <laughs> yes, it is pretty rare, right? And I think that kind of is a reflection, too, of what I have listened to a lot of in 2023. Those bands and people that I have gone to their shows. It's a lot of older folks, I think. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Here's my number two pick. You ready? It's yeah. Black Rainbows by Corinne Bailey Ray. Oh, yes. So Corinne Bailey Ray. two-time Grammy winner, Corinne Bailey Ray. I loved her first album from 2006 with those hits, Put Your Records On, which everybody remembers and Like a Star. I think that's still the most common way people perceive her general sound. And in light of that, This fourth album is just a huge, unexpected left turn. It's loud, it's gritty, it's very intense. It really channels her alt-rock roots, having grown up being inspired by bands like Baruch Assault and L7. You can really hear that here, especially in her first single called New York Transit Queen. Wow. Isn't that cool? That's like way more rock driven than I've ever heard Corinne Bailey Ray. Right. But hey, this this is like, these were her roots. She was in an alt rock band for a while in her her youth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's like a taste of what to look forward to in this album. But she she does a lot. She hits some Afro-futuristic electronica in this tune called Earthlings. That's definitely one of my favorites. You've got punk. You've got distorted grunge rock in the song Erasure experimental jazz. She does this mellow soul track that features uh, Paris and Amber Struther from King. Again, another Mm. feature. Whenever I see those names pop up on a record, I know it's going to be high quality. The album really does a lot, but she still gives us that gentle, sweet piano ballad moment that really showcases her lovely voice um, in this song called Peach Velvet Sky. So she says that the album was inspired 
by an archive of art about the Black experience from artist Theaster Gates in Chicago that she saw, I think, in like 2017. And that quote, summoned thoughts about slavery, spirituality, beauty, survival, hope, and freedom. And The Guardian, among other reviews, gave it very high or full marks even and deemed it her best work yet. And I certainly would agree. I just love how unpredictable the album is. It's it's really a journey and no two songs are in the same neighborhood. And I think it's a really exciting direction for her. That's cool. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one out more. Yeah, I think I think there's some tracks on it you you particularly would enjoy. I truly only know that one song. Put your records her, on. I know, so, right? Yeah. I could do a little bit more diving in to Corinne Bailey Ray. I think this is the time. She she really surprised everybody with this one. That's cool. All right. All right. Here we go. We are at the, roll. the finish line. This Hit is me. my last one. Number one. Again, no surprises here. Scratching that nostalgic itch for me. Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. The album is Council Skies. I'm dead to the world. I don't know where I've been. And if you say so. I listened to this record so much in 2023. It's Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds' fourth studio album from the project. It was released in June also. And actually, his brother Liam (laughs) has said about the song, Dead to the World, how can such a mean-spirited little man write such a beautiful song? (laughs) Those guys, they're just so mean to each other. But I love, see, this says so much, honestly, about that song, number one, but I think it also says a lot about the the album too. It's beautiful. It's, It's so good. It's, yeah, like I said, it's nostalgic, it's emotional, it feels oddly honest and humble, which the latter is not one I would usually relate to the Gallagher boys. Um, and his his previous three albums have done well in the UK. They've gone to number one in the UK, but I would say little ever gets to the level that Oasis really got to. But I think this is probably the closest that we've gotten from any of the Gallagher brothers. You know, of course, we got a lot from him. We always get a lot from them headline-wise. But I would say that this album is kind of a game changer. I don't know how widely it crosses the whole pop culture world, but I think it's probably the best thing that we have gotten since the the days of Oasis. The big days of Oasis, in my opinion, I will say Let's listen to Easy Now. For everybody there, your destination comes without a fail. So you have been Yeah, I can definitely hear the wavelength you were on in 2023. All these Yeah, tapes. right? <laughs> it's like if I'm not listening to 90s albums, I'm listening to Music that sounds just like the 90s. Right. Um, But I think this is a very listenable album. I also, uh, not only did I find myself listening to this album a ton in 2023, which is why it deserves to be on the top of my list, but I got a chance to see them perform live. This is the only one in my top five list that I got to see perform some of these songs live. And it even included the drummer from The Laws on percussion, Mm. which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Where was this? band this was um it was just in town okay yeah yeah nice but it was great and they did play some oasis hits as well but yeah that's my list definitely alternative 
Um, rock leaning this year for me. Confession for you. I haven't listened to any non-Oasis Noel Gallagher, no solo Noel Gallagher of any kind ever. So I think this might have to be my education (laughs) on what he's been up to. I think, yeah. Well, for the last few decades. Just dive into this one because this one's the one. Yeah. That's the one? Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely. It's great. I hate to say it, but it's great. It's so good. (laughs) I like your list. It's nice and tight. It's got a... It's got a direction. It's got a focus, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yours as well. Very interesting. Don't know like any of them. I mean, obviously know some of the people, but like haven't heard any of those albums for sure. Yeah. That just goes to show you the breadth and the like wide array of music that came out in 2023 that, you know, again, we only scratched the surface with just our top fives here. Oh, yeah. And again, I struggle to even put these five together. There's so many more. Like, I, there's a lot of like more electronica and like dance kind of things that didn't even get into this list. There was just a lot happening. Yeah, but definitely, I will not delay any further. Here is my number one. It's Multitudes by Feist. So Good this one. is the sixth studio album from Leslie Feist. She's been off my radar for quite a while, like years and years. In years. But I'm so glad I caught this one because it is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, here's one of the singles from the album. It's called Hiding Out in the Open. I am obsessed with the harmonies in this track. Again, another voice that's already uniquely beautiful and then you stack it up and it's just otherworldly such a pretty song and Feist is just a damn good songwriter too you know even just reading the lyrics alone it's enough to make your eyes a bit glossy she's just so thoughtful and (laughs) clever and insightful multiple times while listening to this album a line would just like stop me in my tracks and I'd have to pause and just let it sink in a little bit you know very thought-provoking This has been described as her quietest album, as I believe like half the album has no drums or beat of any kind, really. Her voice is the focus here. And with a voice like like that, you know, it's always going to be a winning strategy. Uh, Pitchfork calls it ASMR folk for the tattered soul. <laughs> so that was pretty cute. The most rhythmic tune is the opening track called Enlightening. This one feels like a Bjork track too, like kind of a little post, a little homogenic kind of in that era. But that's really it. You don't get anything that bombastic for the rest of the album. Oh, there's a pretty rock and sax solo on the track, Borrow Tr- Trouble, Tara, that you might be into Oh, since you've begun your sax journey. Another favorite of mine is Become the Earth, which might be the most moving song about death I've heard. I, she There was a lot going on when she started working on this album right, right as the pandemic before the pandemic started. She'd adopted a daughter, her father passed away. So it was just a lot to process, you know, the pandemic, of course, just a lot going on. Um, And I think it just really translated into easily one of the most beautiful records I've heard in a long time. It's been nominated for a Grammy this year for Best Engineered Album, Non-Classical. And yeah, man, Leslie Feist is still killing it. It brings me joy because I've always loved and respected her. And that's it, man. Guess who produced and played on this album. Don't say Dido. Blake Mills. Oh, <laughs> a 
look at us, man, making connections again. Yeah. Just effortless. Here we go. We're on some kind of crazy wavelength. I love it. Definitely. Yeah. I did see Feist live this year. Oh, I'm so jealous. When did you see her? And I already have tickets to see her again Uh, this year. Yeah, she was doing some kind of like residency last year. She played in uh, at the Braves area. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever it's called. Oh, um, but she's opening for Sarah McLaughlin. You know what? I saw that. I looked that up. I was like, do I want to buy tickets for this just to see Feist? Oh, it's outside. I know. I know. I'm thinking about it. Do it. I'm definitely thinking about it. I, I bought the high dollar tickets just so I could be very close to Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> That's awesome. That's going to be a good show. Yeah. I'm very excited. Well, I love your list. I'm sorry. I almost forgot that you hadn't even done your number one yet there. <laughs> But it's, it's, again, like I said before, all over the place in a good way. <laughs> you dabbled in a little bit of everything. I hope that's was, how you would describe me in general. Yeah, that's All true. over the place in a good way. All over the place in a good way. You dabble <laughs> on all the things and all Thank the things. You. No, this was, yeah. that was great. And Do we have some honorable mentions maybe? Always, yeah. What you got? Well, I'm not going to say what order because I definitely plan on listing my top 10 on my Instagram for my friends. So right on. I beg of you, Natalie, you have to check out my Instagram to see the full top list, but I will highlight a few of my honorable mentions here. Obviously, Blake Mills, I've already mentioned. Blonde Redhead, Kalila, Kaliuchis, King Cruel. Okay, I'm done. I'm not going to say anymore. Okay. I had Sen Morimoto. Had a record called Diagnosis out, Frost Children, Speed Run. I have to say Speed Run because they released two albums in 2023. Speed Run was dope. The latter one did not love. Let's see. One of Tricks, Point Never, came out with Again that I enjoyed. Also Blonde Redhead, Sit Down for Dinner. Nice. And XG, New DNA. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that Blonde Redhead album was really lovely. Oh my gosh. In love with that one. Particularly the ones with the, the lady singing. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I just can't get enough of her voice. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Anoni has a new album in 2023, yeah. but I haven't even heard it yet. So I just know that I'm missing a ton of albums still. Kali Uchis was good, too. I, yeah. I liked her album. I really enjoyed it. Well, Georgia cool. Smith. I'm sorry. Let me shut up. We could just keep yeah. going on and on. There was so much good music last year. There was, yeah. We'll chat about it another Laurel, time. Halo. Yeah. There was so much good stuff, but. Yeah. Well, it bodes well for 2024. Great yep. music is still being made, even though we do live in our, our 90s, our 80s, 70s bubbles. It's yeah. good to come out every once in a while and say, oh, wow, people are still making good shit. I'm going to go back in my bubble it's now. true. Yeah. Well, I think whatever the world will throw at us in 2024 will probably impact what we're listening to. And so, I don't know. Who knows? Let's see. Excited to see what 2024 brings us. I know what I'm looking forward to in 2024. It's all about that Careless Whisper by Tara. (laughs) That's the release I'm waiting for. I'll be working on that. Well, then we should probably wrap up, close up here so we can go home and and practice our instruments. (laughs) Yes. Good call. I will see you next time. All right. It's been real. Bye, everybody. Congrats. You've made it to the end. Now let's see what some of the friends of the store have to say about what their top picks are. Hey, this is Jada Abello in St. Petersburg, Florida. My top releases of 2023 are Homefront, Games of Power, Black Thought and L. Michaels Affair, Glorious Game, and lastly, The Dogs, Melody's Massacre Years on the archival label Reminder Records.
Hello, this is Seth Nicholas Johnson. I'm from the Washington State Zone, and I am going to tell you my top three albums of 2023. Number one is Scaring the Hose by JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. One, one. She's uh. young. Uh, it's really noisy and kind of caustic and experimental, but also very listenable. It's a great balance. Number two is Norm by Andy Schauf. Uh, if you like Andy Schauf, you'll love this. I think it's his best album yet. Everyone should listen to Norm by Andy Schauf. And number three, Post American by MS Paint. Um, really caustic, kind of like noisy, hardcore kind of stuff, but also very melody-based. If I were to make a bad analogy, I'd say it sounds like it's a mix between Fugazi and Modest Mouse. That's a bad analogy. Okay, bye. Hi, Record Store Society. Uh, this is Crispin Cott in Oakland, California. Uh, my top three albums of the year. Blur, The Ballad of Darren. Sea Blight, Lemon Lights. They're a San Francisco band. And also from the Bay Area, Anna Hilberg's Tired Girls. Those are my top three albums of 2023. Can't wait to see what 2024 has to reveal. Hey, Tara and Natalie. This is Mandy from Nebraska. My favorite albums from 2023 are Halo by Bacar, Austin by Post Malone, and Dead Club City by my absolute favorite band, Nothing But Thieves. Hey, I'm Billy from Atlanta, and my top three albums from 2023 were Everything But The Girl Fuse. Nothing works without you. Tracy Denham by Bar Italia and Crushed Extra Life. Hello, my name is Rafael from the south of Brazil, and here's my top five. Number five, Black Pumas, Chronicles of a Diamond. The groove is amazing. They are good on these and... This album is, is solid. Number four, I hope to not pronounce these wrong. Yule, Soft Scars. Love the guitar tones, the atmosphere, and all the album art is, is brilliant. And uh, yeah. Number three, Anony in collaboration with Anthony and the Johnsons. My back was a bridge for you to cross. The album concept is, is pretty great. And what a voice out of this world. And um, yeah, beautiful melodies. Number two, Surf and Stevens, Javelin, a tormented soul. You got to love that. And then the man knows how to sing about a, a broken spirit. And uh, yeah, number one, Curveball, Don't Hate Me, No Gallagher's High Flying Birds, Council Skies. The Jesus of Manchester strikes again. And there is something magical about an old white man recording on Abbey Road that moves me. I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry, but these are my top five. Hey, gang. This is Dom from Melbourne, Australia. And my favorite album of 2023 was Five by Unknown Mortal Orchestra. If you don't know Unknown Mortal Orchestra, or UMO for short, they're a sort of vintage-influenced psych rock band from Portland. They make really crunchy, chill, but uh, occasionally really, they put out some bangers. And if you do know them, this is my favorite UMO album. It's 
the best album they've ever made. I listened to it so much in 2023. Uh, the Hawaiian influence from Ruben's background that has kind of always been there, it really comes through on this album. And so much is going on. I feel like they cover so much ground in terms of genre, but it really all comes together in a very nice way. The other things that I really want to quickly mention, the ML Book album, Suntub, minimalist, electronic, and kind of glam rock. Um, very outdoorsy and sunny. Reverend Kristen Michael Hader, saved. Which is this earnest, mysterious Appalachian worship music album. Caroline Polachek, Desire I Want to Turn Into You. Stream of Consciousness pop record, phenomenal. And finally, DJ Ramon Successo, Sesta Dos Crias. Um, this is a mind-blowing, chaotic album. If you've never listened to Bilofunk, it's the next big thing. And depending on where you are, it maybe is already the big thing. So yeah, that's what I was listening to in 2023. I'm looking forward to more good stuff in 2024. Take care, guys. 